called Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. And uh, what we've been talking about, it's based on the book by Louis Giglio. And uh, well, I'm going to be doing a, an example that he actually did online that I liked it so much, I thought I'd steal it from him. And since we're reading his book, he probably won't mind. I don't care anyway. But, um, but if you haven't read, uh, gotten a copy of the book, they're in the lobby in the back. And um, some, uh, if you can't afford it or you're kind of in a time, we'll, we'll pay for it. We have people who, when they buy a book, oftentimes they'll buy two just to leave, a, leave space. So um, that's what we're going to be. Um, uh, so, we, so it allows us to be generous with that as well. So then don't feel bad about it. We've all been in times of, of struggle. So uh, not, not a big deal at all. But last week, if you haven't heard about it, I talked about having two brains and you might want to go back uh, listen to the podcast or watch on the app or do whatever. But I talked about having two brains and how um, uh, the Lord wants to renew our minds. And that's really what this series is about. Uh, the, the subtitle to Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table is It's Time to Win the Battle of your mind. And what I want to do this morning is open your mind a little bit, just generic of who God is and how powerful God is. I spend a lot of time talking about Jesus. I actually spend a lot of time talking to Jesus, but I spend a lot of time talking about Jesus. And Jesus is just the exact representation of God if God were man. That's basically kind of all it is. But I want to talk to you about our God and uh, just talk about how powerful he is and how amazing he is because it's going to tie into this whole series and it's going to be very important for you to understand who you're talking to and who you're meeting with when you meet with your heavenly father. We have a new telescope, the James Webb telescope, and I couldn't believe this was a real picture. Like, I, I, I thought it was an artist drawn something like my my brother had a black light in the 70s you remember that those of you who listened to Led Zeppelin right did you have that the, the dragon and all that kind of stuff this is what you'd have you'd have in your room as a black light picture right you turn the lights off you turn your black light on you'd be like whoa bro you know whatever um, but this is an actual real picture from the James Webb telescope it's incredible, and you see all these stars, and you, it's just hard to wrap our mind around God creating all those stars. Now, when I talk about creation, I always feel like I need to kind of be full disclosure for myself. Um, some in Christendom believe in a literal six-day creation. God said it. It happened. Six days, you can read about it in Genesis, and I am totally fine with that. When I get to heaven, I'm totally fine with that. And then some people believe uh, that it took about 4.543 billion years for just what we have is what we have. Now, I'm going to put everybody at ease because for me personally, I don't know how he did it because I'm not very smart, but however he did it, it's amazing. I believe God created however he did. And so what I want to do is talk to the 4.543 billion uh, people because uh, in our galaxy, we have 100 billion stars. 
okay, 100 billion. And so uh, however long it took to make 100 billion stars, I, I don't know. But there's 100 billion stars in our galaxy. As a matter of fact, our sun, as you know, is a, a star. And so if you take our planet, and you, we're going to get to the Bible, by the way, trust me. Uh, if you take our planet and you get it down to about 8 inches, okay, the sun, in relative to that 8 inches, would be about 73 feet, okay? That's how big our sun is, okay? Now, if you take the largest star we know about, that is 1,500 times that. So if our, <laughs> if our earth is 8 inches, that star is 125,000 feet high, okay? So... So you can imagine from, you know, the star of our sun and then that big star in our galaxy, uh, there's 100 billion stars, okay? Now, according to NASA, there's 100 billion galaxies. So if you take 100 billion galaxies with 100 billion stars, right, and you, and you divide that by 4.543, I did all the math this week, and I double-checked it too, so I'm right on this, that over, if you believe in the 4 billion years, over those times, every single day, God made six stars a day, okay, over that time. Now, I used very conservative numbers. And by conservative, I mean they hate Nancy Pelosi. No, not... not <laughs> Not, not, that kind of, not that kind of conservative. Okay. They're conservative numbers. They're very, they're low. Okay. So some, some scientists, some astrophysicists believe there's like a hundred trillion star, a hundred trillion galaxies, right? I mean, just whatever. But my point is this. Whether you think he created it in 4.543 billion years or you think he created it in six days, who cares? How do you create a star, one star? If he created one star over four billion years, I'd be like, wow, that is impressive. God, how did you do it? You know, right? My point is, he is the creator of heaven and earth. However he did it, I don't know. But that, my point this morning, is the heavenly father you worship. Now, let's forget about the galaxies because my mind's about ready to explode. This, by, by the way, is, uh, they saw this with the James Webb telescope. It's called a cartwheel galaxy. So he makes galaxies that do cartwheels, uh, like just to show off. I don't know. And then we have this one, which I thought was like a moonscape or something, but these are gases and stuff. And again, I promise you, that's a real picture. That's your heavenly father's handiwork. And that's just what we can see with our stupid telescope. Can you imagine can you imagine? Okay, so let's come back down to earth and let's talk about bacteria. Here's some pictures of bacteria. Bacteria, so I, I told you about the earth shrinking to eight inches and then the star and all that kind of stuff, just to wrap our mind around it. Bacteria, if you took an inch and you divided that inch into 25,000 segments, uh, one of those segments would be bacteria. This is a real picture of uh, bacteria, um, which looks really disgusting, but uh, anyway, it kind of looks like space again. Like you just have these intricate colors and tendrils and all this kind of stuff. This, even the, even the bacteria you don't want is beautiful. This is whooping cough, okay? 
And so there's, there's bacteria. I mean, the tiniest, tiniest things. You think about atoms and, and nuclear things and all this kind of stuff. Your heavenly father created all this. He, there, there's viruses. I had a picture of a virus, but I can't, I can't find it. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, this is an insect. That was Congress. It's just a joke. Don't worry about it. I love my, con I love my country. I'm just, I'm just playing around. Just playing around. Uh, this is an insect by a photographer named Miroslaw, and he, this is a blue dragonfly up close with dew on its head. Isn't that incredible? Now, your Heavenly Father, I don't know how he did and how fast it took. Your Heavenly Father created not only all the heavens and all the stars, even the one that is 125,000 feet high, but it's actually like a thousand times that, created this as well. It's just amazing. Here's another. This is a bee. And I, I, you can't, you know, you're farther away, and I don't know what you can see online, but, and if you're just listening to the podcast, there's just a bunch of awesome pictures. But um, this is a bee. I mean, I mean, the texture, it's just, it's just ridiculous. There's no way you can convince me this happened by chance. My Heavenly Father created this, right? And uh, I, I, I don't, so uh, in Panama, they took 19 trees out of the rainforest there, 19, and they fumigated them, okay? And um, of the 19 trees, 1,100 insects fell out in just 19 trees. Now, now, I said that to get your mind around 1,100 insects, but it was actually 1,100 species of insects, that came out. <laughs> in an acre, in the rainforest, there's 6,000 species. And in just Panama alone, there's 25,000 species of insects. From the highest of heavens to the tiniest bacteria and insects in between. Your God, your creator God, did all of that. I don't know how. And even if he tells me, I still won't know how because his ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Now, you think about a God that big and you think to yourself, well, man, that's kind of scary, right? You know, I mean, I mean, uh, there's a, you know, if you've been a Christian for a while or you've been a Christian for a long time, you, you, you kind of understand these two theological camps. One is Calvinist, that God kind of ordained everything from the beginning, and then one is uh, Arminianism, okay, whatever. I don't mean to bore you, but I speak fluent Calvinist. Like, I, a God that big that can create all that with all that creativity, if he just decided to wind us up, I'd be like, okay, whatever you think, you created a star, okay? And the Bible says this, which I believe as well, he knows every single one by name. <laughs> of the 100, 100 billion galaxies, 100 billion stars in each galaxy, and it's like, there's Chuck, you know, whatever. He knows every single one by name. Now, uh, what we're going to talk about this morning is a section of scripture that is normally very comforting, and hopefully this morning it will be comforting for you as well. But there is a psalmist, um, uh, David. He was a king. If you're new to the Bible and you've ever heard about David and Goliath, he's the David of David and Goliath, okay? And he, 
there's, he has all sorts of flaws. I mean, the dude's jacked up. But the Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. And so it's very encouraging that you have a flawed individual. Who we, we've, we've known his sin. We've known his mistakes. He was not that great of a dad, actually. His family was all jacked up. And yet God... His heavenly father says, that dude, he's, a, he's after my own heart. This is part of what we're trying to do in our Tuesday night men's ministry is become men who are after God's own heart. And what does that mean to how do we change and who do we become? And so David was a shepherd before he was king. And I want you to think about his life before he was a king. He would be out in the fields with those sheep. And he would be out in the fields before there was any light pollution. You ever been to the desert and you look up at the stars and you think, well, where did they come from? <laughs> right? Well, if you live in Southern California, we have so much light pollution, you might see, whatever, 100, 1,000 stars or whatever. But when you go to the desert, you're just going, what in the world is going on? Well, David saw those stars when he was a shepherd. And so the words I'm about to share with you this morning give you a lot of insight because he would have known the power of God. He would have known the majesty of his creator. The Bible says that all of creation like speaks forth the, the goodness of God. And here's how David described that heavenly father that created all those stars, even the giant, giant, giant ones, about six a day, probably more like 60 a day, but we'll just say six. Or he created them all in one day. Whatever. Here's what he says. Uh, I'm sorry, this is Isaiah. And there is no other God beside me. So we, we know that. There's no other God beside me. That's it. There's no other God making stars right now. There's no other God making bacteria right now. There is no other God beside me. He goes on. A righteous God. Now you start to be, see, he's not just creator God. He's a righteous God. In other words, he knows what's best for you. He's a righteous God. Thank you. And now listen to this. Listen to this. The God who creates six stars a day. And a savior. Come on. And a savior. He goes on in Isaiah, there's no one except me. Turn to me and be saved all the ends of the earth. So you take this God. There's no other God like him. There's no other God creating stars. There's no other God creating bacteria. There's no other God creating anything. There is no other God. And this God is a righteous God and a savior. And he says, turn to me and be saved. And then he says it again, for I am God and there is no other God. Now, getting back to David. Here's what David said. The Lord is my shepherd. Whew. He looks up at those stars and the conclusion he comes to is while he's around all these nasty sheep that smell, they, sheep don't see very well. They get scared very easily. It's a really, uh, no no offense, but it's a pretty good analogy. <laughs> okay? You just got that. That was good. 
It's a slow crowd this morning. Okay. He says the Lord is my shepherd. Now here's what I want you to see this morning. This shepherd wants to commune with you. It says later on, and we're not going to go through the 23rd Psalm in order, but it says later on that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so, like I said, one of the things that I, I saw the author of the book do, which I thought was so neat, was he set up this table just like you and I uh, are looking at right now. And he pictures God sitting down and us sitting across from him and just waiting for us to show up. And so we do, and he says, wow, you look really thirsty. Let me give you some water. He pours out some water. He says, how are you doing? What's going on? This is, again, just so we're clear, this is the creator of the universe, okay? Now, for me, it's represented in Jesus. So for me, when I go before the Lord, I picture myself sitting across the table and Jesus is on the other side, right? And he says, hey, uh, you were stressed out last week. Remember we were talking last week and you were stressed out about your job? How's that going? How are you doing now? In the process of this, for any of you who've been on a date or uh, you've been in a relationship or a conversation that's very, very important, you know that you can easily get distracted, right? So now I want you to picture you're here with Jesus and your boss is at the table right over here and your ex-wife is at the table right over here and your other ex-wife, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and maybe your kids, you're looking... They're at this other table, and you're looking, what are they drinking? You know, you're trying to, like, get all out. And your Heavenly Father and representative in Jesus says, hey, hey, what's going on? He prepares a table in the midst of all the distraction. He doesn't get rid of the distraction. You still have a job. You still have kids. You still have finances. He picks up the tab, by the way. Right? You still have all those things. We heard... Many prayer requests this morning. We covered cancer. We call, covered loss of a loved one. We, call, we covered looking for a job, needing a car, all these things. He's, he says, no, 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 hey, 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 we'll get to all that. Right now, I want you to have some bread. I want you to have some of the, I made this strawberry for you. <laughs> no, I just, that was just a Jesus creation joke. Uh, right? He's got all these things. And he cares about you. The creator of the universe sits down and says, come here, I've prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Do you know I've anointed your head with oil? Do you know that I'm here to restore your soul? Do you know that I'm here to lead you in paths of righteousness? Do you know that I'm, I'm here to uh, make you lie down? in green pastures. That's why I'm here. That's why Jesus came, to restore this relationship. He prepares a table before us. The Lord is our shepherd. You know, shepherds will lay down their life for the sheep, right? It's a funny, pastor, the title pastor, 
uh, actually means shepherd. But I've never thought of myself as your shepherd. I think of myself as a sheepdog that the, our shepherd yells at to make round the sheep up, right? I, there was a great story, just real quick, about this sheepdog, uh, Casper, and 11 coyotes showed up on the, on the property, and that dude killed eight of them by himself. Yeah, that's the kind of sheepdog I am. Okay, I just want to make that perfectly clear. I'm like the Jack Reacher of, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Right? Now, you, th- you say, well, the Lord is my shepherd, right? Even Jesus called himself a shepherd. Do you know that? Here's what Jesus says in John chapter 10. I'm the good shepherd. I prepare a good table before you. I know what you need before you even ask it. And I know my sheep. He knows everything about you. All those prayer requests we prayed for, he knew about already. I'm the good shepherd. He knows my sheep, uh, and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This is Jesus. This is the relationship. I'm always asking you to try out. (laughs) Right? Uh, Here's what Psalm says this way. Come, let us worship. uh, 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 Let us bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. Right? So we get this idea. We kneel down before our maker. Because that that God that made the heavens and the earth and bacteria and insects, he made you as well. And there's only one thing he created that's in his image. And that is you. You are special among all of creation. You're the only one in all his creation that was created in the image of God, and he has created you to create. And we, we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Isn't that amazing? This heavenly father sits down, he prepares a table before you in the presence of all your anxiety, in the presence of all your situations, in the presence of all your outrage, of whatever we're talking about in politics or culture or all of these things. And he says, hold on, just, just put that all aside for a second. And I'm not talking about just having your quiet time in the morning. This is all day long, your communing with him. He prepares a table for you in the midst of that meeting that you have tomorrow. He, ha- he prepares a table before you while you're taking that test in school. While you're struggling with that addiction, he says, hey, 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 I love you. I know you. I'm going to take care of you. At times, I'm going to make you lie down. At times, I'm going to lead you beside quiet waters. At times, I'm going to lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. But if I'm here, you're okay. First Peter says it this way. For you were all like sheep going astray. But now you've returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. Psalm 23 says he restores your soul. Let me tell you, if you have been away from God for a while and you come back, you know what he does? He prepares a table before you in the presence of his enemies and says, you look thirsty. Can I give you something to drink? Now, what's really awesome is that it says, the Lord is my shepherd. We all know that. But what I love about the first part 
of the first verse of that song, it's a song to God, uh, is it goes on. And I like the NIV version of this. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. All these distractions, boss, family, all these things, I lack nothing. You say, John, John, John. I don't have a spouse, and I really, really want a spouse. I, you say, I lack nothing, but I do lack a spouse. Let me give you some context to what this means. You don't lack anything your heavenly father thinks you should have. You don't lack anything your heavenly father thinks you should have. Okay? You say, John, I lack a job. Well, you don't lack a job. You're just in a season where you don't have a job. Maybe you call it the valley of the shadow of death. Well, guess what? He's going to lead you through that. He's going to lead you through your singleness. Maybe you're trying to have a child, and it's very, very difficult. And you say, I lack a child. He says, no, no, you don't lack a child. You're in a season right now. One other point. There are some things we lack that he does want us to have, but we're missing it. And the reason is, is because he's not our shepherd. We have become our own shepherd. And many of us throughout our lives have led lives like that. Why am I in the valley of the shadow of death and I feel terrible? Well, because you led yourself there. <laughs> he will lead you through the valley of the shadow of death if he is your shepherd. If you wander off, all he does is try to get you back so that you'll come under his authority and his care. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. There is nothing in my life. When I place myself under the authority of my heavenly father who prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, which means we're going to have enemies, we're going to have issues, we're going to have circumstances. I lack nothing. This is what it says. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Some of you this morning, and if you're watching online and you're in your living room, some of you need to say this this morning. You need to say it out loud. So I'm going to make you say it out loud because you won't normally do it, okay? So we're going to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Now say it with your chest. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Now, take your hand. And in the chair in front of you, you're going to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. You ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. That is the beginning of Psalm 23. And that is your heavenly Father who created all the heavens, all the earth, all the bacteria, all the, all the insects, and even all the members of Congress that I was just joking about. And he loves them, and we should pray for them. Okay? There you go. All right? He's not concerned about that stuff, man. He's concerned about you. He's concerned about the status of your soul. He's concerned about sitting across from you and saying, Hey, um, why, why do you think you need that? Let's talk about that. Why do you think you need that? Why do you think you don't have it right now? Hey, tell me about a time in your life when you were your happiest. 
I'm interested in hearing that. Your heavenly father sits across from you. He said, tell me why you're scared of that. Tell me about something that you were scared of and it, and it happened. I tell you, let's, let's go. Let's go. Jesus would ask these great questions. You know, he'd just say, who do you say that I am? You can imagine the God of the universe sits down. He's like, look, I just got done creating six stars. I'm kind of tired, but I got some time with you. Uh, who, who, do you, who do you say I am? Oh, wow, Jesus, you're, 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 the, you're my Lord and Savior. Oh, I'm your Lord. Why, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? That was one of the questions asked. As the worship band comes back up. Before we get started in this book, and I've enjoyed reading it, and uh, and the other thing too is we have a small group, so we have a, a men's group that's meeting on Tuesday nights. We have a, a women's group that meets uh, in my house at Lisa Lee's on Thursdays. We have a couple, a group that anyone can go to on Thursdays that you're welcome to go. So if you want to go with your spouse or with your um, with a friend or whatever, that's on Thursday. We have another one on Wednesdays uh, at, at night. So if you buy a book and you're like, you know what, I think I will join one of these small groups, you can just sign up for one of those in the back and we'll, 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 we'll talk to you. This week, we're going through chapter one in the book. So you haven't missed anything if a group has already started. So we want to make sure you don't miss that. But we take a little bit of time uh, as we end the service with a song, uh, of, of, uh, a worship song. And we have, you know, pillows at the, we call it the altar right here at the stage, where you can just come and kneel. And maybe you want to do that psalm. Kneel before the Lord, your God, your maker. Maybe you just have to contemplate, think a little bit. Just say, man, God, I, you are so huge and yet you love me and you restore my soul and you want to take some time doing that we're going to have some people over on the corner there that'll be praying by this cross if you want someone to just pray for you you walk up and you just say hey this is what i'm going through um they'll they'll pray for you during this time we fill out our connection cards if you're uh, here, uh, we love to get those connection cards. You, I can't tell you how much you help us when you fill those out. And so at the end, of, and you can do it on the app as well. At the end of the service, you just put the connection cards in the box in the back. If you, if this is a time when you give to God, you put that in the box in the back, and um, and we're happy to help you do that as as well. You know, maybe, maybe for some of you, you just need to repeat, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Heavenly Father, creator of heaven and earth and insects, viruses and bacteria and little atoms and all that stuff, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you that you have stated in your word that we are your most prized possession, that you know when a sparrow falls to the ground, are we not much more wor worthwhile than they? You created the beautiful flowers and all the different species, and you say they're like, they're going to be here and they're going to be gone. They're, 
Solomon in all his glory wasn't clothed like that. And yet, we are so much more valuable. So Lord, I pray during this short time that we're just focusing on you, that we would hear your voice amidst the noise, amidst our enemies, in Jesus' name. Go ahead and stand for the blessing. Like I mentioned right after here, I'll go ahead into my office and eat tacos. And if I have to eat them by myself, so be it. Okay. But if, if you're relatively new or whatever, or you haven't ever, we haven't ever done that before, you can uh, meet, meet me in there. I'll someone will tell you how to get there. If they've been in my office, they've been in trouble. Okay, so now in the name of the Father. Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray you would go in his power, in his might, in his peace, and in his joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday.